Hi, hi, it's Emily. And I wanted to come to you this week throwing this out there, but I feel like there's a few things that I wanna talk about and give you some updates on. I'm calling this like a mid-June update. I have the back of an envelope, literally <laughs> written with a bunch of notes I was just thinking about because it feels like, I can't believe it's in the middle of June. Like it's, it's crazy that time has gone so fast. Um, I feel like things are moving and grooving and like we have people in classes, which has been so great. I feel like everyone that's in a course right now is thriving and having a good time and learning so much. And we're just going like we're just in this runway up to fall and holiday. And I've been, of course, seeing, hearing smelling. Uh, no, I'm joking. I've been hearing all of the J month stuff. I've been seeing people post about it, ask questions about it. And I just also want to talk about that a little bit. So, so hi, if you're new here and this is your first episode, I'm Emily Benson. I am the owner of a company called Boutique Training Academy. I'm a retail expert. I guess I'm a mindset coach. I wrote a book about mindset. That's what I'll say specifically for retailers. I just love retail and I'm here. <laughs> Another June goes by. I mean, it just is uh, feels like deja vu every year. Is this what happens as you get older? You're just like, it's another year. And not like it's not different. It is, but it's like also the same. <laughs> oh, I'm cracking myself up. Anyway, it's mid-June. I'm Emily. And if you're not new here, hi. I love you. It's good to see you. Um, I would love for you to share about the podcast. So let me just do a little bit of housekeeping first with the podcast. Because you're here, you're listening to the Booster Boutique podcast. Maybe you're a new listener. Maybe you've been here since 2017 when I launched. We just hit 200 episodes, which is insane. 200 episodes. I can't believe it. We are actually going every week now. We're back to every week. Uh, we did change. I say we. It's me. <laughs> it's me. And I actually have a cool new team that I'm working with that I'm pretty psyched about, actually. We've been really consistent. If you've noticed, like things are very consistent around here lately, probably the last six to eight weeks in terms of just like organic marketing. We've been sending weekly emails on Mondays and Fridays. Mondays are about the podcast and Fridays are just like thoughts by Emily. And then in between, sometimes we'll tell you about a promotion or a sale or something that we're doing, a course launch. Um, so email has been really consistent. We're publishing now on this platform on specifically the podcast on Mondays uh, on like, you know, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then on accompanying YouTube will come out uh, later in the week. I've been sort of like testing days and I don't know, I need to get consistent with that. But YouTube's just a little bit different editing process. But I have a new editing team and it's been really cool. And it's been a great lesson for me to learn how to pass things off um, because I love doing all the things. But if you've listened to me the past couple, like maybe two months ago, I was talking a lot about how I just felt like I was really harsh and couldn't like get things done. Like I would, I would create podcasts, like I would record it or record a video and they would just sit in my, on my computer. Like I have at least 10 YouTube videos that are just sitting there unedited, untouched. We're like, guys, this is not me like throwing it together. I like did my makeup. I like set the scene. I lit it, you know, like they're good videos. 
And I just couldn't get over my own like self-judgment or criticism of, I don't know, I just couldn't see myself for whatever reason and edit it and go fast, you know? And so I found this amazing company actually like on a webinar that I went to late. I mean, it was such divine intervention. Um, but they're amazing. Basically, we have a spreadsheet and every time I record something uh, or, you know, have a recording that I can give them, I put it on the spreadsheet. They take the recording and it's just a raw recording, whether it's audio or video, and they do all the things. They edit it for the pod. They edit it for YouTube because they're a little bit different how how they need to be edited and like what they look and feel like. And then they do, they make reels from the video. They like caption the reels. You might have seen them on my Instagram. They look so freaking good. They create static carousel images for Instagram. Um, They're doing all that stuff. Oh, and blog posts. They're making a blog post and an email. It's insane. I am just like so happy. It feels so streamlined. And what I want to like, why I'm telling you this is like, one, I love to share behind the scenes. I feel like there's probably at least one of you listening right now who like you're like, I want to start a podcast or someday I'll start a YouTube. And I have clients that have started podcasts and YouTubes now that I'm so proud of. And I have a I have a client friend. She actually was on the podcast, Anna. Anna Reed. She talked about YouTube. I think I interviewed her maybe like a year and a half ago. I think maybe I was pregnant or I just had Adeline. Um, and she I said to her at a retreat. She's like, I really want a YouTube channel. And I'm like, just do it. Like, just go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? You know, and at that point, she had two stores. She had a lot going on. Um, so it was kind of like a bit of a task. But you guys, like in a couple years, maybe even less, she has 100,000 followers on YouTube, like subscribers. She's killing it. And she has like brand deals. And I mean, she is just, I'm so proud of Anna. Like if you hear, I'm just so proud of you. I need to send you an email and say hi again. Um, but I guess the thing that I'm saying is like, it it does take consistency no matter what business you're in. This is why I talk about it with boutique so much is that if you're not consistent and you don't show up and you say, oh, I'm going to do a live, but actually I didn't do it or we're going to post new arrivals and then you don't do it or like whatever's, here's the thing. There's going to be things that hold you back. Like I just told you my own self criticism and whatever, like whatever thoughts were going through my head was like, was preventing me from editing my own stuff. So what did I do? I found an editor. <laughs> like, let's just replace me. I shouldn't be doing this anyway because it's not efficient. It's not the best use of my time. It doesn't, it's not something that's going to move the needle for my business if I do it, right? That's the thing. It will move the needle for my business because I'm being consistent and I'm showing up and I'm like doing what I do best, sharing all this info about retail. But it's not moving the needle for me to do it, right? Like, I don't need to be there to edit a podcast. Like, uh, that's not my specialty. And to be honest with you, giving it up has been so freeing. The team I found is literally like sent from heaven. I don't, honestly, it's divine that I found them. They're so cool. They're just, it's all in one. I don't have to like outsource all these different things. So anyway, if you have a podcast or you have um, a YouTube channel and you want more help, like email me and I'll hook you up with them because they are just heaven sent. And I, I, I feel so blessed honestly to have found them. So 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I, I, so I'm wanting to talk about how, you know, we're, we are now publishing on Mondays and here's what I'm going to tell you is the podcast, you know, I flip back and forth between it being episodes like this where it's more like casual and, um, you know, I'm still talking about retail. I'm still like connecting with you. And then I also have ones that now are just very topical and like very educational. Um, and so I know that for some of you, they're not going to be helpful. Like you might listen, but you might be like, oh, this is like, isn't helpful for me. But what I will say is they are helpful for a lot of people who are new and a lot of people on YouTube that find me are new. So it's kind of just like, I have to mix it back and forth between like speaking to you who are like super new and like you're just discovering boutique land and you, you know, you've just come upon me or maybe like figuring out what even to open. And then the people like who I know who are here, who've been with me since, you know, day one and you have a business and you're successful and you know, you're doing great or maybe you're not. <laughs> you're like, I just, you know, I feel like I've been working so hard and I don't see the results. And, you know, I wanted to share with you too. This is like, on my list of kind of like notes is I think that what I'm realizing so much with business is it doesn't always grow in the way you think it is. Um, to be honest with you, like, and I'm going to talk about this in an episode coming up about having a baby while you have a business. Like, uh, like the mom tax is so real. The mom penalty is so real. Like, you know, when you have, I have one kid and for two years in a row, I've made a hundred thousand dollars less in my business. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Part of it is just me. Like I don't, I'm not spending as much time on my business as I used to. I don't have the time. Um, but the other piece of it is like, I look at my clients who have three kids, four kids, different ages, different sports, different, and, and like they're a wife and, uh, you know, they maybe have a full-time job and they have store, like it is a lot. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. And so I want to talk about a little bit about how, you know, what is enough, what is really like enough for you? And then like, what is not enough? Like there's that line where putting time and energy into your business feels really good and it's an outlet for you. And then, you know, I think it's okay for it to be something that like, gives you extra money to have fun with your family. Now, if you are in a situation where you're like, I want this to be the breadwinner, like this is the business that supports my family. Yeah, you want to be growing. Okay, like for sure. But I think that there are some people where, you know, maybe you are not making that like income replacement piece of it. Um, but like you're kind of okay juggling and you're kind of okay in this like middle space. You know, I think sometimes that middle space is like the hardest place to be in. And, you know, as an example that I've recently kind of gone through, which is like not business oriented, but um, certainly is like a pretty big project. Like I've been working on our gardens. We moved into this house that has these incredible gardens that they just recently did. Like they kind of redid the outside of the house um, probably like five, seven years ago cut down a bunch of like really old trees. Like if you look in Google maps, you can see it on like street view. There was like huge old trees. They kind of like cleaned all that up. They like, you know, made the yard drain better. Cause we're kind of at the bottom of a, like a hill. Um, they did a bunch of really wonderful, like useful things, but also created like a ton of garden beds that frankly, like 
I didn't realize when we bought the house um, quite how much maintenance it would be. But actually, what I've decided to do is just dive into it and get really good at gardening, use it as a creative outlet, as a like grounding outlet, like get outside, Emily, get in dirt, like get dirty, like be with nature, even if it's for 20 minutes after my daughter's in bed, like it's still light out, like go, you know, plant something or prune something like and one of the things that I've learned now this year as like really attacking it from a place of like, I want it to be this exceptional garden. Like we have, we live on a very like, not a main road. We do live on a main road, but you like live a little bit off of it. And because we live a little bit off a main road, we actually get a lot of like walking traffic on our street. Like people walk their dogs and they, we live in a very walky kind of neighborhood. Um, and so I'm like, wow, all these people walk by, wouldn't it be fun for them to have something to like see, you know, I guess being a tall woman too, you're just used to being looked at all the time. <laughs> at least I was like growing up. And so I'd always be like, well, what can I, you know, give people to see about me? And I think that's how I got into fashion. And so anyway, it all, you know, our life just constantly mirrors itself over and over and over. And so I'm outside and I'm thinking about my garden earlier. I, like all winter, I was on YouTube, just like you guys. Like you're on YouTube, you're listening to me, you're listening to my podcast. I was on YouTube all winter watching gardening videos, um, learning about, you know, how to look at your yard and the shade versus the sun. I don't want to get into super detail. I want to say high level because a lot of the lessons that I'm learning, I feel like are very much the same as we're learning in business, in the business world. So like, okay, this year, I, so I learned a bunch of stuff over the winter. Then I went out to garden centers and figured out like, okay, who has what plants, um, you know, just like you're going out finding vendors who has the right uh, assortment for me, who has the right sizes for me, you know, and I've learned like, okay, big box stores have great, um, they have great like tools and, and sometimes they can get good plants, but that's where I go to get um, like a flat of something really easy. I, I, I'm getting into too many details. Anyway, there's smaller, smaller garden centers that specialize in other things. And then there's the florist down the street that also has like a little nursery, but they're more in like aesthetic plants and hanging plants, things like that. I, I had to learn the vendors from where I could get things that I thought I wanted or I might want. Right. So I had to go out, do all that shopping, buying for my garden, right. Buying for my assortment. Then I came home started to place things, plant things, see what fit where, see the heights, you know, like building my assortment out. This is exactly how you would do in your boutique, building my assortment out and building my assortment in different collections. So like, for example, I have a garden kind of alongside of our driveway. That's like not, it doesn't get a lot of water. Like we don't have a watering system over there, but it gets good sun and it's, but it's kind of dusty. It's kind of like neglected. They're just kind of like, we're not going to do anything with this, but I can see it from one of my windows in my living room. And it's like, I want to fix that view. So I was like, okay. So I went out and I researched like, what's going to be good plants for that spot. Like it's not going to get good water. Um, I need like really hardy plants, but I want them to flower and all that stuff. So I went out and I found things boom, put them in. That's a different feeling than another area of my garden where 
people are come walking in that way. They're come driving up to the front of the house. They're parking and they're coming in. I want that to feel bright and colorful and playful. And I want that entrance to feel like welcoming to someone who's going to come to our house, right? So thinking about the feelings and how I'm interacting with the spaces and the flowers in those spaces and how my guests are, again, that is how you would like design your online store or design your brick and mortar store or decide to present your launches, right? How are you presenting it to the people who are interacting with it? Same difference, right? Like I I just, I'm finding so much of this. So now I'm at this point, okay? And this is like the crux of like what made me think about this because over the weekend, I planted my last plants. I was like, I'm good. Like we are planted. I have invested so much time and and energy and money into these spaces, but I had done the research. You know, I feel really good about it. And the thing about plants, most of the plants I bought start out pretty small, right? They're like one inch, two inch, whatever. And they might grow to 18 inches, two feet tall, two feet wide, but I need to give them time to grow. And this is the part where I think so many new boutiques or maybe you're just like in a spot where you feel like you need to ramp up again. You need time to sell the way that I need time to let my flowers grow. So I need to like nurture the environment. So I need to make sure it's watered. It's I need to fertilize it. Um, I need to prune anything that's like sort of taking energy away from the other plant. Right. And again, I've literally learned all of this in the past, like maybe year at the most, like probably more like eight or nine months. I've learned all this. Okay. To the point where I'm like, I could start my own YouTube channel, which I'm not, (laughs) not today, Emily, not today. Okay. So I'm sitting here and all I want to do is go buy more plants. (laughs) Okay. And this is what I feel like when you have a boutique, you're like, I just should go buy more stuff. Like I should go on Fashion Go. Or I should go on Fair. I should get some more stuff. And I just don't have the right stuff. So it's not looking the way. It's not selling the way that I think it should. Stop. Like stop. This isn't the thing for me with my garden right now is stop and give it what it needs to thrive. Okay. So what are the elements in my in your business? Just like I am in my garden. Like what are the elements that need to be fixed? or need to be improved, or need to be nurtured, right? So again, there's not a lot I can do in my garden. There's way more we can do. I can't do email marketing for my garden. You can do email marketing for your your boutique. If you feel like you're not selling, like you have the inventory, you're excited about your assortment, you're like, you know, I have good stuff, Emily. It's well-priced. Like it feels like it's right for my customer. Then you need to focus more on selling. I think this is like a big piece of what I'm probably not teaching enough of and we're not talking about enough of in like boutique land is selling, 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 selling. It's probably, probably for a lot of people, it's very uncomfortable to sell. It's, it's, I find that like most people who come to me, well, are you, you know, I'll say, do you have an email list? Are you sending emails? And, you know, a lot of the answer is like, yeah, I have a list, but it's like 90 people or it's 500 people. Or then I get you guys who come to me and you're like, I have 3000 people on my email list. And I'm like, and you're not emailing 3000 people. Like, are you kidding? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? And what I find is people think, oh, I'm going to bother them or I'm going to, you know, no way. Email is to nurture your people. Email is made 
to talk to your customers and have that conversation. It's another place to be social and to connect with them. And so many people aren't using it. And it's crazy because like everyone checks their email all the time, all day. So like be in their inbox. You're, you have a much better chance of showing up in your inbox, in someone's inbox, than you do on their Facebook feed or their Instagram feed. That's all I'll say. So even if you have 90 people on your list, email them. Say hi. Like, yes, is there ways to grow the email list? Yes, but like, let's focus on selling. So selling is through email marketing. Selling is also through understanding like, what are you, what are you putting out there in terms of posts and photos and your brand, right? These are things that we can affect literally right now. And I think that if we can start focusing on selling like every single day before you, I mean, yeah, have good customers. I was going to say like before you email that customer that emailed you, but kind of, yeah, like if a customer emailed you, like they can wait 12 hours, they can wait six hours, like send an email out, post again on Instagram, like DM some customers, like what? do a Facebook live, do an Instagram live, do a story, do something to sell. This is the difference between like for me now is like let my garden grow, right? For you, like let yourself sell. Like you've done all this work. You've built this assortment. You've planted the seed. You know, you're growing. But like you think you have to be doing other things other than just straight up selling. And I know, again, like selling can be really uncomfortable, But if you don't sell, then you won't make money and you won't have a business. So like, you know, I don't want to put pressure on you, but let's talk about some of the ways that you can start to show up selling. And and one of those things, honestly, you know, I don't know where you live. I'm in the Northeast. We've had a ton of rain this spring. I was thinking about how like I am still wearing sweaters. I just dressed my daughter. I mean, it's the high today is 70 it's the middle of June. That's super strange, right? So here's what's going to happen. Um, and this is why I want to also like push you to start selling is we're going to hit 4th of July in a couple weeks here. 4th of July is like, for a lot of people, it's like the start of summer. For a lot of people, it's like, oh, now the end of summer, my kids are going to go back to school in a month. Like, you know, the important thing is, is like July is a funny in-between month. Right now in June, I want you to focus on selling as much inventory at full price as you possibly can. So style those outfits, talk about where we're wearing them, talk about the occasion, talk about how comfortable you're going to feel and how stylish you're going to feel. Like one of the things for me with, you know, it feels like the world is just, I mean, go on TikTok, the world's like imploding according to TikTok, at least my feed, which is why I just stopped doing TikTok, like looking at TikTok. Um, But the thing is, I think people are stressed, right? Like, duh, everyone's stressed a lot of the time. And so a lot of that comes to how we dress. So how can you help women in your community feel comfortable, feel good? You might not, you know, a lot, I see a lot of people say, oh, I have a boutique. I want to make women feel beautiful. Like, okay, I hear that. And I think that's a really great goal. I also think a lot of that just comes from setting women up with clothes that make them just physically feel good. Like they don't feel tight. They don't feel, you know, like they're cut too awkwardly for the way their body is, you know, and maybe I'm just like very sensory driven, but I do think that there is something to, 
you know, giving women comfortable clothes and whatever that comfort is for your customer, right? It's going to be different for every customer. Um, but how are you going to make them feel comfortable so that then they can feel confident and, and, and then hopefully beautiful, right? I think like, I think it's a lot to, it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself too, to be like, I'm going to make women feel beautiful in my clothes. Like, yes, you are. And again, I'm not putting that down at all. But I think we just have to get women feeling comfortable. When women feel comfortable and we feel good in our body and we feel good in our clothes, it's such a game changer. I won't even say good in our body because I think sometimes you can have like a bad body day, like you don't feel good about your body, but you feel good about your clothes and that's sort of that armor that like makes you feel good that designers always talk about. So think about now how you can focus on selling full price items for the next two to three weeks because what's going to happen, and again, we I can't control the weather and I don't know, hopefully you've had much warmer weather than we have had where you're moving through your tank tops and your shorts and, and sandals and things like that. But I'm sure there's some stores around me that just aren't selling that stuff yet because it just hasn't been super shortsy weather. So I want you to focus on really selling through that true summer stuff as soon as possible because what's going to happen come July, it's going to be a little weird, I think. And I, you know, again, I could be completely wrong. So take me with a grain of salt. But um, July is always a weird transitional month where you're transitioning between two back-to-back seasons, spring and summer, that are pretty similar in style, right? Like you do have some color differences, maybe some print differences, things like that. But Generally, spring and summer clothes you can wear all the, you know, in that they're both seasons. They're they're transferable. And we're coming up upon two more seasons, so fall and winter that are also similar. So July is that bridge month, much like January is that bridge month between the seasons. Um and so it's important I think for you to remember that July is naturally unless you're in a tourist area, unless you are like I am by a lake, we see our population double in the summer. July is always my best month. Like you are the cool exception. Okay. But I think if you are an everyday downtown boutique or you are like an everyday online boutique, I think you're going to see July maybe be a little heavier with promotions if you need to get through some stuff. Or you're going to have people coming in saying, oh my gosh, I don't have shorts because it was so cold. I need some shorts. Do you have shorts in July? It's going to be funny. And so I want you to be prepared for that. We've got a couple weeks here where like, I really want you to think about not buying things. Don't go on fashion, go in fair and buy a bunch of things yet. Like unless you have to book things for August, September, fall, I want you to focus on selling the next six weeks. Sell, sell, sell. And that doesn't mean have a sale. S-A-L-E. Do not have a sale. You don't need to necessarily mark things down. Now come July, I think you're going to probably have to mark some things down because everyone is going to have to mark. You're going to have probably some leftover sizes or inventory. But if you need to take markdowns in place, meaning like you sold through a pack of, let's say you bought six of an item, you sold three or four, you might take a markdown on those two extra pieces now rather than waiting to July so that you can just really get through them. And July could be a light inventory month if you need it to be, right? So focus on selling, okay? Come August, you'll start to have that cash when the markets open again. You know, I say the markets open now. Like, you know, fall markets are always late June, July. So you'll have some cash. You'll feel confident. You'll feel like, okay, I'm not sitting around with a bunch of summer stuff. Like, I think the big thing is 
selling through summer, getting to August, having some cash ready to go and, and getting psyched for fall. I think no matter what, like fall is always a good month for, for boutique land because the prices are higher and all this stuff. But, um, I would think about the weather, think about how kids are out of school. Um, J months are not necessarily bad, but they are transition months. And so we have to honor that and play to our strengths in those transition months by selling down our inventory and really knowing that it's not a month to be necessarily buying inventory unless you're booking or things for August, September, or like, again, you see something that's a bestseller that you sold really well and it comes in a new color and you're like, let's go, you know, um, it's seasonally appropriate. All that, yeah, that's fine. Right. So just be aware, be on top of your game, be looking at your sales every week and know that like over the next, you know, come August, we're going to be talking about fall, which is crazy. So just like I am going to let my garden grow for the next six to eight weeks, let everything get to its maturity. I'm going to keep nurturing it. I'm going to keep fertilizing it. I'm going to pay attention to it. You've got to be selling. Okay. You've got to be showing up on lives. You've got to be branding the heck out of yourself. You want to be sending those emails out. And what I will say is if you need help with that, if you want action steps, you're like, Emily, that feels like a lot to think about and a lot to organize. I want you to consider taking my boutique brilliance class. Okay. Right now, like I'm, as I'm publishing this live, we are a week away from starting it. I've been finishing up the workbook for it. Um, getting all my checklists done. Like we are going to go deep. This is not the reason this class is not free is because I'm actually giving you like crazy actionable things that like you can get off the call and the class and start working on the next day. Or you could use the 4th of July week where it's a little bit slower maybe for you to execute a bunch of stuff to like get yourself ready to get through July and, and get yourself in some good habits for fall. So boutique brilliance, it's three nights, three classes. The first night is about email marketing. I'm going to teach you like soup to nuts, how to just get really consistent with your email marketing. Every dollar put into email marketing, you make $45 back. So like that's on average. <laughs> if you're not emailing, you're missing out on money, period, end of story. The second night is going to be about branding and product assortment. And this is a good time to talk about it because you've just had a season where you can see what's selling. Uh, we're going into, like I said, kind of a bridge season and we can get you ready for fall. Make sure for fall, your branding is on point. Your product assortment is on point. Your pricing is there. And then the last night we're talking about inventory optimization. So that really feeds into that piece of it is how do you optimize your inventory? What is your markdown plan? Um, I just want to go through some of those concepts. And again, if you've heard me talk about this before, I guarantee you I'm going to going to come across a different way or you're going to learn something new. Um, if you are in a course with me, if you are in boot camp, blueprint, or my accelerator, sky's the limit, you're in these classes already. Okay. So don't sign up. If you want to sign up for a course, you'll get this for free. So the benefit always of taking a course with me is you kind of get into whatever else I'm doing at that time. Um, which I think is kind of fun. And honestly, it just, it's, you know, i cover this stuff in the courses, but you know, these mini classes, these master classes, I haven't done a ton of them because I've been doing a lot of free webinars, which I like doing the free webinars, 
But these master classes are real. It's like I'm really teaching. Not that I'm not in the webinars. It's just a different level. I can go like two steps deeper in a class because I can really focus like on the topic, you know. Um, so I'm excited to do it. It's really inexpensive. I think it's right now $47 and then it will go to 67 77 I'm sorry, $77 on the 21st of June. So get in now while you listen to this um, because it's going to go up really shortly to 77 And again, it's because it's just it's incredibly actionable. If you've, I mean, I've had people take the master classes with me or these like, you know, four day things and they come back and like one woman was like, I retired my husband after that class. And I'm like, what? Like, are you kidding? It's like a four day class. But like, I went so in depth on the topic and I went so, and she followed the plan. Like, oh my gosh, you know? So I'm not, you know, again, results not guaranteed. Like I, that's obviously like incredible. But I have to mention it because I really feel like the things that I'm teaching in this class, like even if you just took the night with email marketing, you're going to start making money off emails like so quickly. So um, that's Boutique Brilliance. You can just go to boutiquebrilliance.com. I'll put it in the show notes too. I'm recording this kind of rogue on my own and I'm like not going to edit it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sorry for the uhs and ahs and normally we take that stuff out, but I wish I wanted to talk to you. I feel like, um, there's a couple episodes where I just don't want to get on camera. I just, I just want to sit in front of a mic and talk. That feels really good to me sometimes. And today that's the day it's feeling good. So, um, just, you know, what did we just talk about? June update. So, uh, focus on selling right now. Stop buying stuff. Give yourself a little break. If your kids just got out of school and you like have 14 new schedules to manage with no nanny and whatever, you know, like wherever you're at with your summer, um, summer does always sort of like shift the energy. And so just be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself and focus on selling because you know, it will make up for the fact that you feel like, Oh, maybe I'm not as involved in my business. If you can get out there and just like really be like, I'm going to spend an hour on my business today, two hours on my business, and I'm going to spend, you know, 60 to 80% of that selling what I have sitting on my racks, you're going to get a lot farther um, than you think you are. So um, we're publishing this podcast on Mondays now, uh, other than this rogue episode that will come out whenever I feel like it <laughs> will come out. Um, and lastly, I wanted to... Um, talk about how I need you. I would love for you to put a rating on the podcast. Um, write a quick review, even if it's just like, love hearing this every week. Um, share it with a friend who, you know, might need this help. I know a lot of you guys have boutique besties. Ask them, like, say, hey, have you heard of this podcast? Like, Emily's podcast is great. Hopefully you think it is if you're listening. Um, and then lastly, like, what do you want on this podcast? What do you want on YouTube? Um, I know I've asked that in the past. I am working on all of those requests, like as we go. However, like I am always interested in what you want more help with. And sometimes I might email you back, like send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram, um, at stylish and successful or at boutique training Academy. Um, you can always send me a message and just say like, Hey, I'd love to know more about X, Y, Z. And I might've already done something on it that you just haven't come across yet. So I can shoot that over to you and like be of immediate help. Or I'll be like, that's a great idea. Yes. I'm, I'm going to put it on the spreadsheet. Like, let's go. Um, so I'm always open to ideas 
just, I, I want to help. That's what I'm here for. Um, and so yeah, rate review. I, I don't know if I asked that anymore in my outro. I think I need to, we've been redoing all these things with my new awesome team. Um, so yeah, let me know what's up. If you want me to expand on anything, um, I do have some Q and a episodes coming up soon. Um, so definitely send me anything you need. So, okay. I think that's it for now. That's my mid June update. I hope you guys are doing great. Um, I'm out here cheering for you. Things will get better when you take action. That's going to be what I leave with. Uh, here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. I'll see you next time.